to your attack. Did you know that a Pokemon can eat you and then keep you in their stomach for thousands of years and then spit you right back up? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to my new friends. But wait, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. I went up the spooky staircase and found a sweet Yamask and made peace with a Ghastly who was playing tricks on us. Yamask led us down the basement of this big manor and there was even a moving bookshelf. I know, classic, right? We found an old laboratory in a tunnel. We went down the tunnel and found the most powerful Pokemon known to mankind, a spirit tomb. Coconut, Yamask, and I had an epic battle with the spirit tomb haunted ruin of death. And Luca battled a little, like, purpley tiny thing that, like, tried to spook us. Or? Okay, Luca did a great job. When we were done with the battle, out of nowhere, two people showed up. I think they have amnesia. Or even worse, altruism. What's up, my homies? Shield and sword is out. How you feeling? Oh, welcome to our Pokemon Sword and Shield Hot Takes episode, My where we give you all of our opinions about the games, because you totally care about what we think. Yeah. Oh, man. I have so many, oh, I have so many hot takes, so many juicy opinions, especially because I haven't even beaten the first gym yet because I've spent hours upon hours in the wild area and not actually made that much real story progress. But I've still got opinions. I fall asleep when you play. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. Let's be honest. These are our listeners, Jonah. We can't lie to them. Guys, I love a good pokey. You all know that. But I gotta be honest, when it's the end of the day, I've come home from a long, hard day's work. I sit down to some sweet pokey in the wild. I just, it's like watching baseball. <laughs> watching baseball makes you go to sleep. Yeah, I just tuck myself in and I, uh, and I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's actually a beautiful game, though. So y'all should go get it. Oh, my gosh. Well, the fun thing is that, yes, you do fall asleep while I play it, and uh, that's that's wonderful. But the the really good thing, and people who are in our Discord know this, they do know hang this. out with us in here, uh, the best part of playing the Pokemons on the Switch, the Pokemans, is that while you are in a... I'm not going to say like full sleep, but a it's sort a of very a, foggy state, a sort of semi-conscious, almost almost a fugue state. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a, a big sleepwalker, so you can also imagine that state, like big a sleepwalker, a state, big sleep talker. Sleep. <laughs> so true. Wow, we're really getting deep into our lives here, uh, folks. This is, well, Deal welcome to it. our welcome to Episode our married 14. people podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. We missed a week, so we're giving you some personal life tips. tips. I know. Oh my gosh, we've missed recording so much. We, we like it's it so been much. so long. We haven't gotten to since uh, like before our anniversary trip. It's been so long. It's it been feels a like minute. we missed it. But anyway, okay, back to the story. So when yes. I'm in my fugue sleepy state, yes, Jonah will shake me. I will. I will shake her awake and say, "I just caught this." What do I need to name it? What what nickname should I bestow upon this beautiful creature? And it's always truthful and an accurate depiction of what the Pokemon is. The the truest essence of the Pokemon oh, shines yeah. through in these nicknames. Jonah, what is what have what is some of your favorite nicknames been? Well, let's see. So this this whole thing started back when we got Pokemon Let's Go Eevee mm -hmm. uh, for the Switch, and so my starter, my Eevee. Oh yeah. 
God, I named you Evie. Yes, you named <laughs> Evie. My beautiful, powerful girl, Leviathan, my Evie. <laughs> Guys, these have all been in the deep depths of my sleep. Oh, man. Leviathan. So good. Let's see. We've got... Uh, um, let's, a Q-Bone let's is named Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good Lady one. Lady Gaga, the Q-Bone, who did evolve into a Marowak. Uh, let's see. The special event me, because I do have the Pokeball controller, is named Tum Tum. Uh, oh, yeah, Tum Tum. Let's see. Oh. We've got the Charizard named Mustard Seed. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a Blastoise named Pekka, as in Pekarine, go Preds. Um, oh, gosh, what did you name the Bulbasaur? I don't know, hi, I was asleep. Oh, man. <laughs> what did you name Bulbasaur? Uh, there, there have been a myriad of names. What's been a new one from um, Sword and Shield? A new one from Sword and Shield. Oh, man. Well, you did tell me that I should name my impidimp Lucifer, so that was pretty good. <laughs> that one was spot on. I mean, I have no regrets. That one was pretty on the nose. Uh, see, I've got a Zigzagoon named Ziggy Stardust. Yes, that one's really good. There have been. Oh, one is named Oblong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes our married podcast. Cue outro music. That's it. That's the episode. <laughs> Cue the sound of shattering glass for any child who is listening to this not knowing we were married. That's come up. I know. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Valid. Anyway, we're back, folks. We're back and we're better than ever. So with that, are you ready to hop back in? I am so ready. I'm done with our married podcast. That lasted for like, what, five minutes? We need to do a Pokemon podcast. (laughs) We should should get it. I mean, it was a Pokemon podcast. Married and pokied. You know, it was just also a deep dive into our personal lives. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Let's get back in it. Okay. Oh, wow, guys. The wind just picked up like in real life too. Spooky. Last we left off, Professor Nichols said... I believe there are some things we need to discuss. And after that, you are helping him to his feet, Lucas helping Mason up to his feet. As this is happening, they're weakly standing. You notice the light in the room changing once more. Where the glow coming from Coconut the Pichu had gone completely dark for a moment before it came up and revealed that the Professor and Mason were here in the cavern with you, it has gradually grown brighter and it's now flickering, the flicker growing faster and faster. And you turn around to look at Coconut and you see his whole body glowing, almost blindingly bright. And you see Coconut's form beginning to change. Coconut, what's wrong? His body is almost pulsating between the shape you know and something new, and with each pulse he's growing bigger. And you hear a surprised, Pichu? The spirit tube! The spirit tube's got go! And Coconut looks at you for a moment, his eyes glowing brightly before all is enveloped in a bright white light. The light fades, and as your eyes adjust, you can see Coconut standing before you. No longer a Pichu, but a Pikachu. The spooky skeleton glow is gone, and the light is now coming from his elongated tail. You can tell by looking at him that he's about twice the size of a normal Pikachu, and is much heftier than any Pikachu you've ever seen. For our listeners who are familiar with Pokemon Sword and Shield, Coconut's appearance is now essentially that of the Gigantamax Pikachu. He looks down at himself and back up at you with a look of wonder in his eyes, and he lets out a... Pikachu! Coconut? Pikapi? Coconut! I run an embrace. Pikapi! And Coconut bounds towards you and jumps up into your arms, much heavier now. Whoa! 
I fall down. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> you decidedly do. But Coconut has evolved. Oh my gosh! Luca, look! Whoa, that's amazing. I've taken care of the Pokemon so much that it evolved! Wow! You're amazing. You look great, Coconut. How do you feel? Pika, Pikachu. Whoa! Wow, really? He says as his, like, rather long tail now is still glowing and is waving back and forth. Can I touch it? Can I touch it? Yeah, you do. <sighs> it feels like, you know those trick packs of gum where you pull it and it, like, just zaps you a little bit? Yeah. It's like that. Whoa! <laughs> Not Ooh. even with any attack, but just from existence. Got my blood pumping a little bit, Coconut. Wow! Feel my veins! Wow! Look! And then I want to try to hold Coconut like like a little baby Simba, like Rafiki. I <laughs> 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 do a circle and be like, it's my coconut, and it's a circle, kind of more like an oval. <laughs> Very rotund. It's Very thick. It's a circle of evolving. Pokemon, pajamas, penguins in the bottom. Make a strength check. Okay. <laughs> I think I have a negative too. Yes, it's a nine. A nine? You do that, but then immediately collapse with coconut on top of you with a. Ooh. The professor and Mason are just standing there, looking very confused, but also like impressed because. A Pokemon just evolved right in front of them, so that's always a cool thing. But they're both like standing there, mouth agape, like, and I feel um, like this is the equivalent of like a Pokemon's birthday party. A little bit. Okay, Pikachu, or I'm sorry, uh, whoa, Coconut. I can call you Pikachu now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, um, Coconut. We'll have like an official celebration once we're out of this creepy basement, and maybe there'll be some cake. Pikachu, chocolate or vanilla. Pikachu. As you both. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> about to say. <laughs> you know him so well. I do. I do. Okay, great. Also, hi guys. Are you so real? And I go up and I poke Mason. Ow, yes. Ah, and you see as you come over to them, you've had a moment to sort of focus in, and both of them look pretty roughed up. You can see that the professor actually has like a gash across Ow. his forehead that looks relatively fresh. Weird. And you can see that they both got some bumps and bruises and things. And the the gash on the professor's forehead is like not scabbed or anything. Like it is a it is a fairly fresh looking gash that still has some blood coming from it. What happened to you guys? That is an excellent question. We would very much like to figure that out too, but perhaps we should get out of this cavern first. Sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not about to set up camp here, right, Luca? Nope. Nope. Decidedly not. Definitely not going to do that. But wait, we have to get the keystone still. The professor's eyes grow wide for a moment. He says, yes, yes. And he takes off his jacket and he like weakly runs over to the keystone and without touching it with his hands, scoops it up in his jacket and wraps it up and says, yes, we, we should go back. <laughs> what? Wait, what is, what is back? Where are we? It's the amnesia, Luca. Watch out. You mean the altruism? It'll make you start itching. I don't know that that's what that does. It does. I've seen it. When you have scurvy and altruism and amnesia on the ship, stuff gets weird. I think this is just going to be weird regardless. People started putting pineapple on pizza, Luca. This is serious. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> um, Let's go up. Come on. Yes. Um. All right. Just follow us. Okay. 
and you all make your way through this tunnel and up. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Guys, I just want you to know, took me a long time for Jonah to convince me I should evolve. I coconut. didn't convince you. I said, I asked if you wanted to. Right, I did not push that, it on you. No, I want to make no, it very didn't. clear that I did not force Coconut's evolution just But now. it's just hard as someone who's never played this before. Like, I get it. I get the Ash Ketchum issue complex. Okay, guys? I really understand it. And for some of you who may be super judgy on why Ash never evolved, Pikachu, it's hard. It's hard when you're a parent and you don't know what's going to happen next. And they got to go to the bigger school. And, you know, it's just, it was a good decision, though. I already know it. In my soul, the minute we played this, I was like, yes, this was the right choice. And uh, most importantly, everyone... Coconut is still extremely, extremely cute. That's the most important thing. That is, that is what I demanded. I demanded from Jonah. I said, if Coconut's not so cute, I'm out. I'm out, I walk! I mean, there was really only one option, and that was... Cute. Well, cute, but also to look like Gigantamax Pikachu because that's the, the thickest Pikachu of all. So, yes. Still cute. Still Coco. Still fabulous. We out. Wait, no. We, we're, 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 still we're still podcasting. We're still podcasting. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We're in. I'm in. <laughs> I think I've hacked into just about all the information I need. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm not even telling you what that reference is because the children are not allowed to go no, look it up. No, the children are not allowed. Also, this rant lasted too long. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back in the tunnel. We get out of the tunnel. So you and Luca help the professor and Mason. You all make your way up out of the tunnel from this cavern, and you are back in the laboratory. Does Have you explained what is going on at all? No, I think I just want to make sure, like, we're taking it easy because they look so beat up. Yes, like, they just do. Honestly, like, probably, like, making sure they get every step and every corner safely. So yeah, I don't think we're talking right now. Cool. And then when we get up to the laboratory, I want to look at the professor and Mason and say, does this look familiar? Yeah, yeah, this is our lab. Yes, this... This is our lab. Um, looks just about the same as I remember it, but it's dusty. Wait, how long were we gone? Hold on. Let's get you some more fresh air. And I would like to go to the library just to sit in comfy chairs to, to like help bandage them. You know, first things first. Yeah, okay. you do. You Great. can totally do that. And I just want to go to the professor. Don't worry. Just, just take it one step at a time here. Let's sit you down and, and take care of that cut. I'm a healer. As you are making your way up the stairs. Go ahead and give me an insight check. He's freaking out. That is a 12. Okay. With a 12, as the four of you are making your way up the staircase into the small study where the magic bookshelf was, you notice that as you all are walking up the stairs, you see the professor look down at the brown spots on the ground with a look of confusion. He, he stoops down for a second, even, pausing as you all are making your way up. But you see him look at this and puts a hand to it and notes that it's dry and dusted over, but then also touches the gash on his own forehead and then sort of shakes his head and uh, shakes out of it and continues following. Creepy. Cool. But you see that he looks very confused okay. about that. And you can you can tell that he's trying to piece things together okay. right now. But you I go up to the library. Like, Pearl's thinking, like, Pearl whispers to Luca, okay, my plan is to get them to the library because, like, if they're still a spirit, like, once they sit down, we'll know. Like, they'll phase through the chair. Yeah, I 
I guess that's sound logic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right? Like, I just need to make sure they could exist even up a little higher. Give me a stealth check. I'm not very stealthy. Oh, okay. 12. 12? Even though Professor Nichols and Mason are, like, right there, you're able to kind of obscure enough while they seem to be distracted, uh, holding on to each other as they weakly make their way up the stairs that you can whisper this and you don't think that they noticed. Okay. Doesn't it's seem cool. like they did. I'm just saying, this place has been pulling some weird tricks on us, so... Great. So you go up the stairs and you go through the study where there are now all of these books scattered across the floor, papers and things all over the place from where you were trying to look for the book that opened up the bookshelf. You all make your way through and again, you see Mason and the professor both looking around sort of confused. Now that you are even more in a place where there's just a little bit more natural light. This door was open, and so the shutters that seem to be closed through whatever ghostly force have sort of drifted open mm. now. Not being held shut anymore, the rain has died down. There's still a slight drizzle outside, but it's not the massive storm that it was. And there is a bit of moonlight coming inside, just enough to barely illuminate things aside from the glow of coconut. And so they're looking around at things that are the same but different as they've returned. This is your house, right? Yes, this this is our home. That's us there in the in the portrait. Cool. Did you ever have a kid with glasses? No, I Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. All, all right. Why don't you take a seat? Mason's like, yeah, I've got 2020 vision. <laughs> Dang it. Hey Mason. What's up? Look at me right in my eyes. He does. You owe me 300 pokey. Wait, what? Just know I will be collecting at some point what? for a battle that I had outside of this house with a kid. Did they look like me? No, but they were representing your household. <laughs> <laughs> what? We are in a medieval caste system at times, and we cannot break from what? it. <laughs> I'm just saying I was robbed in the front of your house. You were robbed? Yeah. Luca, back me up. I don't know that this logic necessarily scans, Pearl. I'm just saying if I was saying come to my ship, battle me, and I had a representation or someone of my household battling me, I would therefore still owe them... For their time, trouble on task, injured pokey wounds, and my honor. <laughs> so all I've had to say, uh, Mason, when you uh, have enough funds, I will, uh, <clears throat> I'll be collecting. This is so dumb, but I just imagine Pearl with like Zuko Scar going, my honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so silly. Mason looks so confused. <laughs> And well, you go to the library. Just, just sit down, Mason. Gosh, just wanted to make my. Pr I just needed my, my intentions are clear now. We can put that behind us because I put it out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I'm you also willing see... to battle you again for six hundred. We'll double down. <laughs> Mason is like just holding on to Yamask right now. Is Yamask his Pokemon? It looks like it. Aww. 
this whole time. Like ever since you got the two of them up and they've been making their way up, Yamask has been helping both of them, but mostly Mason. Okay. As you all have been making your way through here. And Yamask looks like it just cannot be bothered by anything else right now. It is just over the moon that these two are back. That makes me so happy. I can imagine it. It's so sweet. Mm. Okay. Anyway, don't overthink it, but you know, just know. Yeah. So you go to the library. Your honor is on the line. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, library. We're in the library. Everybody take a seat. Great. Powwow, family meeting. You go to the library. You sit on some very fancy antique furniture. As you walk in, the professor looks around, looks at a bookshelf, and is like, is there a leak? Why are these wet? What's going on? Looks kind of charred, and some of this is wet. That's weird. Pearl sits down on, like, a very big ottoman and goes, Okay, this meeting of the crew is coming to order. Is that not what every family does? All three of them and all of the Pokemon that are out of their Pokeballs right now just turn and look at you. (laughs) I like to imagine Seely has whipped out a little binder to take notes on. Oh, Seely knows what's up. Yeah. Seely goes, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Look, aha, where do we begin? Once upon a time on a stormy night, I was robbed. Then I came into her and we share the story of what has happened to us. Great, you you relay your tale. Yes. Your dark and twisted tale of your night in the haunted manor. And possibly any moments where Pearl is a somewhat unreliable narrator, Luca may inform otherwise. There are many, and he does. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's, that's what's happened to us at this point. Just kind of laid it all out there. What can I say? I'm an honest 10-year-old. Don't have too much to hide, you know? Just the other pokey inside my balls. The camera pans over and we just see Luca and Two-Fist just sort of like roll their eyes a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I think that as you were relaying this story, you were probably also helping out with some medical assistance, probably helping uh, bandage that wound on the professor's forehead and all that stuff. Most definitely, yeah. And I like to imagine like maybe we got a cup of tea, like, you know, serving them a cup of tea on a stormy night. I don't know, something like that, you know, bandaging them up. The full Beauty and the Beast treatment. Make a survival check. Wow, two. You could not find any tea. Here's a cup of water. (laughs) (laughs) Toofus just into some cups. Just water guns into the cups. Yes, yes. Totally, totally. Oh, man. So, um, what kind of weird stuff are you into, Professor? Kind of been messing around with, I think, with something pretty powerful. AKA your jacket might be burning a hole inside of it. So uh, why don't you just uh, tell us what we need to know? Or tell us tell us everything. As you mention something burning a hole in the jacket, his eyes go wide for a second. He says, oh, oh no. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. And he runs out of the room for a second. The professor runs back into the room after a minute with what looks like some sort of scroll or long piece of paper or something that has got, as you look at it uh, very quickly, you can see what seem like similar runes to the ones that you have been encountering that have uh, this red ink on them. And the professor says, Mason, uh, take my jacket off. Silly, hold my fin. And as that happens, Mason removes the keystone from the jacket and the professor, as there are almost shadows starting to wisp off of this stone, slaps this piece of paper onto it, which seems to stick. And there's a faint glow for a second on the runes as then 
everything goes back to normal, and it looks like it's just a regular stone once more. Okay. Thanks for the reminder. That was almost bad. So what were you saying? Don't play coy with me, Professor. You're in some junk. You're, you're mid-thigh high in mud, bud. And I'm not falling for it. Fess up. You're an adult. Adults own their mistakes, so own it. Right, Mason? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to know stuff, this might take a while, but I don't think we've got anywhere else we need to be. Pearl changes into her pajamas immediately. Runs behind a bookshelf. Runs back out. Oh, I've been ready all night. What are the pajamas? Ooh, ice cream, of course. Ice cream slippers, ice cream fuzzy sleep mask that says... Dream Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That reminds me of an actual shirt that my little sister used to have that was like Nap Queen. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, she was. She was. Gabby loves the naps. Woo. Go Gab. And of course, Celie has matching ones, and the one slipper is just for one fin. Or like just for the tail. Like the, the, the slipper the fits fin. for the full, full tail. Okay. All right, guys. Is this the most comfortable room in the house? I think so. Well, it's as comfortable as anywhere else, I suppose. Okay, Professor. I don't mean to put you in boiling water. I know you've had a hard time of it. But I know you're keeping something from me. And I can't stay in this house with that. I mean, we helped you. What happened? Well, I will gladly tell you whatever it is you need to know, want to know. My head is still just spinning a little bit right now. What year is it? It is. It's 2019. Really? Yeah, I don't feel like doing a whole different calendar and doing everything <laughs> else. It's 2019. All right, dude. It's the present. Wake up. <laughs> we got a lot of things we need help with. But it's, you know, that world's 2019. <laughs> okay. So it's um 2000 Pokey 19. It's two Pokey 19. It's two Pokey 19, sir. <sighs> Mason? They both look nauseous. <laughs> oh, gosh. Luca, how are you doing? I'm fine. Why are you changing your PJs? It looks like we're going to be here all night. Luca, what are his PJs? So Luca's pajamas are basically just black sweatpants and then a Fungus Fighters t-shirt. <laughs> of course. She's looking at me go, teen. He just winks and points, gives finger guns. Okay. <laughs> Alright, me and Luca are both on the nice comfy audium. Begin! The nice comfy what? Ottoman. Ah! <laughs> the professor says, alright, um. Yeah, it's 20. What did we say? Two pokey 19. It's two pokey 19, sir. I'm 10. Oh, okay. Alright, well, um. Yamask! Is young and spry still right, Yamask? As if to what say, is time to a Pokemon? As, I was about to say, as if to say, time doesn't really apply to me. <laughs> T- time is a construct that I'm not really affected by. Um, <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming back. The professor looks at you both like dead serious and says, When we left, it was two Pokey nine. Oh. Huh. That was the year I was born. Wow. Um. 
Well, gosh, um, I'm I'm just I I'm a bit overwhelmed by all of this. Is the I I'm sorry. Is there anything specific that you want to know, or do you just? It's kind of hard for me to condense everything right now. We've um. Try try to just take it back to what you remember last. What was the last thing? It what happened in the lab? It's it's a bit fuzzy. Um. But we were, we were conducting experiments. We were studying the keystone. We thought that we were close to unlocking some of the secrets within it. Apparently, we were. Um. So it was like dormant, like this, when you guys were working on it. Yes, there was some energy that was coming off of it that we had yet to identify. We were, we were working on it and. When it seemed like we were on the cusp of unlocking whatever it was, that's when all I all I re- really remember is flashes of green and and purple, and then I wasn't there anymore. I was somewhere else, and then shortly after, Mason was there too, and I guess we were there for ten years. Mason, do you remember that? Mason looks very upset right now. Um, and he says, I... I remember a bit more of what happened. Um, we were working, uh, us and... Wait, have you, have you seen Tyler? Oh, no. Um, who? Tyler, Tyler, uh, they, they worked with... Uh, with Dad and I, um, they were Dad's lab assistant, uh, technically. Did Tyler have glasses? No, Ty- Tyler didn't wear glasses. <sighs> but they worked with Dad and I. I mean, I wasn't technically a lab assistant or anything, but I, I helped. I-, I went on digs and things. Sure. Um, I've steered a cruise ship many a time. I get it. But... They were with us for the. You don't. You don't know, Tyler. You you have you haven't seen them. I don't think so. And they both look very troubled by this. We just. Um. We just got punked by a couple Pokemon outside your door. So unless they turned into Pokemon, I have never met a Tyler. Well, t- Tyler wasn't a Pokemon. Um. But when th- the Spiritum woke up. I guess is what happened. Um, uh, we, and again, it's it's fuzzy. It all happened so fast. But uh, Dad and I, well, I remember that Dad got taken first, and then we we tried to help but couldn't. And then and then I was gone, and we were there, and and we've been there ever since. Well, you're here now, and it's okay. Professor, where did you find this keystone? We we found it in the, the Tomb of Sorrows near Shimeji Town. So, like, that wasn't a red flag for you? Well, we've, we've found plenty of artifacts. If you went downstairs, you saw the storage area. We've got many, many things in our collection that we've studied, that we've cataloged, uh, all sorts of things. But this was this was like nothing else that we'd ever found or experienced or seen. I found a rune once. What? And I touched it. 
but nothing bad happened. It was just like a happy-go-lucky. But um, ching Hey, guys! Was that on purpose? No, it wasn't. It actually just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to our friends. Go listen to the Happy-Go-Lucky podcast. Yeah. Which Daniel and Mason are named after. Ha! Huh? Oh, my God! What if we named the Keystone Happy-Go-Lucky, too? Well, that would be ironic, wouldn't it? Genius. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, but it just made everybody happy and chill, and, like, there was no war, no fighting. And I felt like if I could give the world a Coke, and I don't even know what a Coke is. And then all you of a sudden You could imagine my hair all the longer. people living for today? Yeah. And I was, like, floating through the fire. Wait, I mean, flowers. Those are very different things. Everyone's imagination's different, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> Pearl, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I found a weird ones and I show the like, the etching I have to the professor. That's what this is, right? Yes. Yes, it is. I scroll it back up so we can't snatch it. Uh, he, he lets go of it, um... I, um, do you mind if we go back down to the lab? I'm trying to piece things together. I, I realize there might be a, a way that we can help get a better reading on where things are at. We don't have, we don't have to go right now, but. We can go. Okay. Mason, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, sure. Are you, are you talking about looking at the security footage, Dad? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm all about that. Movie time. Yeah. I whip out the popcorn in my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> you all make your way back downstairs. The professor is now leading the way down the stairs. His resolve strengthened with more energy in his step as he seems to be trying to piece together what's going on here and trying to solve this mystery. So you all go downstairs to watch the security footage. I hand Celie popcorn. Or, or. Celie, this might be our first all-nighter. Ooh. I know. We're gonna be so messed up tomorrow. <laughs> like I might not even brush my teeth. Hello friends, Jonah here backstage at Tech Rehearsal to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. Big thank yous to Abby Nicole 99 for leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts and Sean Yates and Ellen Weatherford for their reviews on Podchaser. These are folks who are putting in the work. That simple action of leaving us some feedback goes such a long way for our show's visibility and it lets us know what we're doing right and what you're loving. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram at The Quest Company and on Twitter at Questco Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Questco and Questco Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. 
We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards for Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. In the world of fan art, I want to give another shout out and thank you to Peach at Peach Doodles on Twitter, who has sent us some more wonderful drawings. Doodles of Pearl, Seely, and Coconut, along with some fantastic art of the Haunted Manor's ghostly crew. If you haven't seen all those, go check them out on our Instagram and Twitter, or on the fan art page of the website, where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. If you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And in other exciting news, Quest Company Jr. is now part of the Podicon Go Podcast Network, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Want to know more about Podicon Go? Listen at the end of this episode to hear more about the network from our friend Daniel of the Happy Go Lucky podcast. That's right, Professor Nichols himself. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the songs Video Game Land, Tunnels, and Haunted Blues. Thank you to Hauk for the song Shades of Red. Thank you to Protodome for the song On the Origin of Species. Thank you to Yoshi Blade for the song Marowak's Revenge. And thank you to PU Freak for the song Abandoned Battlefield. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the episode. Thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl here on Quest Company Jr. So the four of you, along with all of the Pokemon who are out right now, make your way back down to the lab following the professor. Who's out for you right now? I think Celia and Coconut. Nice. I think that Luca has put Trico back in his Pokeball, gave him a, you know, good job. You really did great. Maybe I'll put Coconut in too. Yeah, totally. Well, no, well, Coconut is giving light right now. Oh, never mind. Psych. Sorry, bud. You can't heal up yet. You've had a long day and it's only going to stay longer. Have some popcorn. And Mikey the Ghastly and Yamask are still out as well. As you all make your way down, you go back into the lab and the professor goes immediately to what looks like a fuse box on the wall that is locked up. It has a um, combination lock on it. He does the combination and opens it up and flips some switches and turns on what you assume is emergency power. Oh, nice. As the fluorescent lights... flick on overhead. You can see what's here in this lab a bit clearer now. You can see the fine layer of dust that is settled over everything down here, only disturbed by where you have messed with things or where you all have taken footsteps. And you all go to this computer terminal and as it boots up, the professor puts in you know his login information and pulls up the security footage. You see what happened on October 8th to Pokey 9. The year I was born. You see the professor and Mason, along with a third figure who looks to be around the same age as Mason, conducting some sort of experiment on the odd keystone. They seem to be viewing it through some sort of machine. Text and notes on the monitor that you gather were probably the notes that you caught a glimpse of before you headed into the tunnel. All looks to be normal until you see familiar swirls of purple and green light violently burst forth from the stone, revealing the sinister smile of Spiritomb. 
You watch as the three of them stand amazed for a moment at the horrific sight before them, before Professor Nichols seems to motion to the others to run, and they all make a break for it, sprinting up the stairs. The screen shifts to a different camera angle, this one looking down from the top of the staircase. The three of them are making their way up the stairs, the professor bringing up the rear. You see a ghostly tendril reach out and grab him by the ankle, tripping him as he falls and he hits his head on the stairs. His body goes limp as you see that he's dragged down and there's a flash of green light as his body is sucked into the spear tomb. There's no audio, but you see Mason wailing as he releases Yamask from its Pokeball, and the other figure releases a Zubat. You watch as they make a futile attempt to battle the ghost as a tendril reaches up and grabs Mason. This third figure holds on to him for as long as they can before they are overpowered by the strength of the ghost and Mason is pulled down. There's a brilliant blinding flash of green light and the third figure who you can gather is Tyler falls to the ground, hands on their face over their eyes as they cry out and stumble away up the stairs, tripping over themselves as they make their way up and out of sight followed by their Zubat. The screen shifts back and you see the projected face of Spiritum look around before honing in on what looks to be a spot on the wall where the tunnel was dug. And as it picks itself up and floats over that way, it looks directly into the camera, and the camera shuts off. That's what happened. Okay. So, that was traumatic. Guys, how you doing? Well, it's all clearer now. Is that all the footage? Professor Nichols types on some keys and looks around for a second. He says, well, these cameras are, are motion sensor activated. If there was anything that was moving around, that's that's when it picks something up, so... Ah. Theoretically, there shouldn't be anything else. I would just see us, right? There are a couple more clips. Ooh. Binge watch! The first couple are pretty much nothing. You see that there's a rat-a-tat that wanders in through the bookshelf upstairs where it you know, may not have been sealed or whatever. Comes and scurries around for a minute. The camera kind of locks on, looks at it before it sees that there's really nothing for it here. It looks tentatively at what you know is where the hole in the wall is before scurrying back up the stairs. Things like this happen a couple times as stray Pokemon wanders through. You see that there's a time or two where something moves and for a second it doesn't actually look like there's anything that moves before you see the faint outline of what appears to be a ghost Pokemon of some type that is moving its way through and has maybe bumped into something or messing with something. You see Ghastly and Haunter do this. About a year later, in the records, there is another clip. A longer clip. As in this laboratory, the camera immediately flips on to figures that have just appeared into the space, seemingly out of nowhere. Normally it would catch someone coming down the stairs as it has with the Rattata or, you know, things like that, other little rodents that have come scurrying around. That did not happen with this. The motion sensor is activated immediately with things in the middle of the room. You see Tyler once more, dark glasses and a cane in their hand, Zubat flying around them with another figure. Another human, a taller and more imposing figure with this dark blue hair that sort of swoops up around the sides, split down the middle, almost like horns in a way. With them, you see... Make, a, uh, make an intelligence check. 
Oh, 18, adding nothing yet. Glad I rolled high. Okay, it's an 18. With an 18, you have seen a cadabra before. That's what you see here. This figure with this dark blue hair along with this cadabra who you can probably gather with your 18 teleported all of them in here. Oh, okay. I think with an 18, you can put that together. You see the four of them enter the space as the taller figure looks around and seems to say some sort of orders to Tyler. And Tyler looks terrified and like they do not want to be here. But they very hesitantly go over to the fuse box, turn the lights on. Oh, man. uh, Sort of feeling their way around a bit. Puts in the combination, comes over to the computer, types in their login info, and steps to the side as this other figure comes and takes whatever it is that they came to get off of the computer. It's hard to tell because the resolution of the security camera doesn't really lend itself to reading something from across the room on a different screen, but... That's what happens. That's what happens. After they are done with whatever they were getting, they pull out their jump drive that they put in, and they look over toward the storage area, and they teleport again. The screen shifts to a camera in the storage area as Tyler guides this figure along this hallway a little ways to where you can see it doesn't show exactly what drawer it is because it's like a straight down shot and all the drawers are on the side so you can't really tell what the label is but you can see whatever this figure is grabbing that they open up some drawers and very carefully grab a couple of items from the drawers and place them into separate bags and seal them up and then the four of them teleport away again and that's the last bit of footage of any importance before you and Luca come down Seely, you look great. Or, or, as to say, ooh, yes, my figure looks wonderful on camera. Okay, I want to just clock everyone's reaction in the room. Luca doesn't really know what to make of the whole thing. He's just kind of taking it all in. Neither of you really have the context for some of these things. Mason and Professor Nichols, after the first video where they were taken by the Spiritomb, had a look of shock on their face, a horror almost. And then after this second clip from a year later, there is a look of confusion, of trying to piece together why Tyler came back, why they might not have helped them, why whatever happened in that second video happened. But that's what they seem to be doing right now. Make a insight check at disadvantage. Oh. Wow, that was terrible. Six. Oofda. As you were watching that security footage of the second video, it's not great video footage. You know, it's again, it's like, you know, any kind of security camera. It's like, it's a, it's a little blurry. It's kind of hard to make out some things. You could tell just from sheer body language, it was very obvious that Tyler didn't want to be there. But other than that, it was hard to tell what this other figure was after necessarily. Like you couldn't clock them looking after certain things. There's one moment where you see them look down the tunnel and then think better and look away from it as they sort of linger on it for a moment. But other than that, you know, it's it's hard to tell if they were eyeballing anything specifically what their real demeanor seemed to be. They just seemed very, you know, kind of cold and hard to read. But that is what you gather. Luca. Yeah? 
Have you ever seen that guy with the crazy hair before? Nah, I don't know that guy. Okay, could I tell from this? Probably not from the insight check. Did they have a mustache? That person did not have a mustache. Okay. They did not look like either of the men that were driving the truck. Thanks, I appreciate that. Uh, Pearl looks to Mason and the professor and just says, I'm so sorry. I was terrible. Thank you. Um, th- thank you. And the professor looks distracted for a moment. He's, uh, so- sorry, just g- give me a moment. And he starts looking through his files on the computer to make sure that everything is still there to see if he can figure out what, what was, was taken. taken. Oh, no. Oh, no. He clicks around to the keyboard a little bit more. No, 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 no. And he like fumbles around in his pocket and he reaches and he, and he finds a small ring of keys and he flips through them and he runs over to storage. He opens up the storage door and runs in. Do you follow or do you yeah, stay there? Yeah, I totally follow. He runs over to what you assume is the drawer where Tyler mm-hmm. and this figure took whatever it was that they took. You see with your passive perception, uh, you see the label on there and it is in a sort of section labeled fossils. As the professor opens up drawers and, and looks through different things, you see that there are fossils from a lot of different specimens here. What would be the name of this Pokemon world's equivalent of the land before time? Ooh. I don't know. Can you help me with it? What do you think? I'm trying to think of one that would make sense. The shroom before mushroom? <laughs> Um, that would really give the listeners a lot of insight if they haven't been paying attention. Oh my gosh. The fun guy before fun. I think it could just be like prehistoric pokies or something. Pokey pre pokey. <laughs> pokey pre pokey. Pokey pre pokey. That's the what we're going to go time. with. <laughs> pokey pre pokey. Pokey pre pokey. <sighs> my favorite. You see in this cabinet full of fossils that a lot of them look to be like fully intact sort of specimens except that pretty much all of them have one small piece missing from each of them. And you can look and you see that like above each one, there's a sort of label with an image of what that Pokemon was, you know, estimated to look like based on the fossils and everything. And it looks like the cast of characters from the Pokey before Pokey. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. You've got that whole squad. Oh man, wait, I kind of figuring out what you're telling me, keep going. So you see all of them, you're exactly right. As you can see, there are pieces missing from all of them. And as you scan across and as the professor looks across, the one that is on the far end, that there wasn't even like a full reconstructed sort of fossil thing of, is Mew. And the one piece that was there is now gone. (gasps) Oh, dang! That was just Sarah's reaction, not Pearl's. <laughs> That's so cool. Pearl's reaction. What does that mean? Wow, these are really cool. Can I touch them? Probably should. Um, I'm going to resist. He just walks away, leaves the drawer open and just walks away, shaking his head and takes his glasses off and like rubs his temples. Uh, and he just sort of collapses and uh, sits in a desk chair in the lab. Why? I, I don't understand. I'm sorry, I know you all have questions. Um, There is information missing from the computer. All of our research into what this, what this energy was that was coming from the Spiritomb is gone. All of our fossil research is gone, and they've taken pieces from all of our specimens and 
they took the only one that we had from from Mew. I I just don't know why. He just sits there for a moment as Mason just consoles him. And um, I think you all are just quiet for a little bit before the professor says, uh, uh, um, let's, let's, let's go back upstairs. Um, I think I need some fresh air again. Uh, uh, come, come on, come on. And you all go back stairs. You follow. Sure. You all go out. You make your way upstairs and you go out the front door following behind the professor who just bursts the door open and just goes and sits on the front porch and just is hyperventilating almost for a moment before his, his breathing slows and he just gradually collects himself. And Mason and Yamask are both there with him and you and Luca kind of are looking on. The rain is just barely drizzling down. But I think we now that, you've, back a little, now that yeah. you've walked back outside, there is like a wave of fresh air that hits you as you know, over the past few hours, you've gotten very accustomed to like the musty smell and just the, the, the smell of not decay, but mm-hmm. you know, of neglect. Sure. Luca, I don't, I'm not like a counselor. I didn't get like... These people had, like, some stuff happen. They've been in, like, a time warp, Luca. They don't even know who Hillary Puff is. They don't even know who Jack Fraffron is. They have no idea. Jack Fraffron? Okay, I'm trying my best. Jack Fraffron from Trainer School Musical? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying! Okay, there's been worse worse names out there in Hollywood, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let alone Pokewood. Like, Luca, stuff hit the fan. This is, like, messed up. Yeah, I think we wandered into something that we really shouldn't have. But aren't you kind of glad? I mean, yeah, if we hadn't, they'd still be wherever they were. I don't know, they never really said where they were. They were inside the Pokemon. The Pokemon ate them and ate them for breakfast and kept them for breakfast. And was feeding off of their energy. Yeah, but like, I don't know, the way that they said it, it didn't sound like they were, you know, like in its stomach? Yeah, I don't know necessarily. Something like that, though. Like somehow the spirit tomb was like getting, like wanted that from the video, you know? Yeah. Should we like, should we ask more questions or like? I can't figure it out, man. I don't want to like cry too much. But also I want to know everything. I think they just need time. As you're saying that, I don't think that the two of you are being, like, super quiet. No, I think we're just hanging by the door from yeah. while they're by the steps, and it's, like, raining. I think that as you two are having this conversation, the professor has calmed down. Uh, Mason has helped him cool off a little bit, has, has reassured him, like, everything's okay. They're back now. And as he's talking about how they're back now, the professor sort of snaps back and says, yes, um, back, right, and turns back and looks at you all and hears the last bit of your little conversation that you were having and says, yes, um, I realized we were a bit vague when we said that we were gone. Um, it didn't feel like 10 years had passed from the time that we left to the time we came back, but we saw things that happened. We, we knew that some amount of time was moving, but it was, it was hard to to tell, to gauge. What did you see? Did you see the house? We could see bits of the house. Mason says, yeah, I, um, I mean, right before you all got us out, I saw you all through, I guess, from the mirror of my bedroom. I saw you all walk through the hallway. 
there were there were pockets where we could see into what was going on in the house, what was going on other places, but it was it was infrequent. It was almost like it was when things were happening that we caught a glimpse or were able to be alerted or things like that. I guess kind of like the motion sensor cameras and things like that. Um, so you know, every now and then we would see a Pokemon scurry by. We saw you all running through the house. The professor says, "Yeah, I am." Um, I saw you all when you were getting the books off of the bookshelf. I, I called out for you all to help, and I, I didn't I know heard if you, you heard. I did. It was really creepy. I didn't mean for it to sound creepy. Yeah, no worries. It's fine. You kind of like you know, tomb thing. So. I believe we were in a place called the Distortion World. Cool, says Pearl. Was there music like that? Like the. Something that sounded like an off-brand Stranger Things? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Cool. Were you also upside down when you saw us? Not upside down so much as, um... It's hard to explain. It's sort of, um... Nebulous space. It was almost as if we were on pieces of, of rock or, or earth or tiles sometimes. Uh, fragmented pieces of our world just floating aimlessly. We could see pieces of the house around us. We saw pieces of the world around. And again, you know, we didn't feel like time was really moving that fast. It was, it felt like it was no more than a couple of hours to us. Apparently it wasn't, but there were ghosts. There were definitely ghosts. We could see some of them phasing between that world and ours. As they went into the house, into the lab and things, we caught glimpses. Oh, so you've like, seen this guy. Boom. Luca pulls out. Yes. Um, we have seen him a few times. We caught a couple of glimpses of him doing things similar to what happened to you all, but no one else ever heard us call out for help or anything else. It just sort of passed on through, but you, you were the first ones to ever hear me and to ever make it down into the lab. Well, at least, you know, except for Tyler and the, the other one. But there's something about that place. There's... There was a dark force there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, Gasly, stop playing with Lucas here. Stop. Come on, man. And I kind of just do a ghost five. Gasly. Nice. I had suspicions before, but I feel like they're confirmed now that that dark energy that was coming from the spirit tomb, this, um, well, we started calling it shadow energy. I knew it. I knew it says Pearl as she walks in a circle with her fluffy, fluffy p- pajamas on. Luca, I know it! Luca is aghast right now. I believe with pretty solid certainty that the distortion world is the source of the shadow energy, and I don't know why the research is gone now. I don't know what's been done with it, but... Oh, I can show you what's done with it. What? I pull out Fanta. Meet Fanta! We're slowly transforming Fanta into Fanta. As Fanta comes out of the Pokeball, I don't think that Professor Nichols noticed what was going on with Trico because there was so much else going on. Sure. uh, As they came out immediately. I don't think he even looked at Trico from the fact that they came back from this distortion world that you hear it's called now and everything else that happened, coconut evolving. I, I, I don't think that looking at Trico even like registered with him. But now seeing Fanta in front of them, he and Mason both look so confused 
and a bit frightened as Mason's like, why is there shadow energy coming off of this Torchic? You don't see anything coming off of Torchic with your eyes. Oh. But both of them are looking at Torchic and Mason just says, Why, what's, what's, what's happened to this thing? What's, what's going on? That's, well, you, you see this, right? No, no, only when I have the special glasses. What, what special glasses? It's like a snatcher machine and you put them on and you see the haze. What, a, 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 a what machine? Man, you guys got so much to catch up on, including Jack Fafron. He'll change your life. Lucas says a, a snag machine is what she's talking about. Yeah, a snatcher. A snatch catcher. Oh, wait, so you're a saying, snackable? So you're saying there's a machine that, that you all have that you... Uh, okay. And then I proceed to tell them the whole um, Shadow Pokemon origin story. And that's our lore. But look at Fanta. Fanta's doing great. And I, I tickle it under its little chin and just tries to, like, take off my finger really quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're hungry. Okay, hold on. Here's a cookie. But you're doing great. You did your first tap dance. I know you liked it. <laughs> okay, go back in. I understand that you all have some grasp of what is going on <laughs> with these shadow Pokemon, uh, if that's what they're called now, but... Oh, yeah, we know everything. From what we've seen, if that technology has gotten into the wrong hands, this... Oh, it definitely has. This is very bad. And that's where we're going to end the episode. (laughs) Nice. Very cool. Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy.